Dr. Snooker, Libertarian, Republican, and political hack, and Adrian Wiley, Born Again Anarchist and political husband. Banter, blather, and joke about current events while attempting to figure out whether to keep trying to salvage our constitutional republic or just stock up on marshmallows to roast on the smoldering embers of society. It's time for Unattended Baggage. Why, thank you, Ledge. Hello, everyone in Podcastville or Internet Land or wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co-host Unattended Baggage. Along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian, chairman of the Building Material Projectile Staging and Logistics Committee of the West Central Florida Guild of Professional Anarchists, Local Chapter 151, also known as Government Cheese or Demon Seaman Wiley. <laughs> How are you doing, sir? Longest introduction in the history of mankind. It's it's long. It's not the longest I've ever done, but it's long. Uh, it seems like it, though. Yeah. It seems like it, though. But I, I accept... All of those honorary titles with uh, gracious indignation. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What a week. What a week. Glad to be on the air, though. Really glad to be on the air. Um, so first off, let me just say thank you to all of the people that are listening to the show and all of our Patreons. Thank you very much. I really do appreciate that. Um, if you would like to hear the extra hour of this show, go to patreon.com slash unattended baggage and you can get exclusive content along with the show swag that I will eventually ship out to you. Um, it's just been, uh, it's been, a, it's been a rough couple weeks and it's been hard to get to that point, but we're getting things done. And so we're moving along, moving and, along well. And keep in mind the, uh, show swag includes a, autographed copy of the Cassandra trigger autographed by the author uh, which uh, has a uh, I would say a retail value of twenty five thousand dollars yes at least at least so at think least of, think much. about that you know for your for your, your lousy uh, you know ten bucks a month you can get something worth uh, a quarter million dollars exactly easy I mean it's the, 2.5 million maybe oh yeah I'm, I'm just estimating here but I, I think that's fair value I heard a rumor that the government is giving you the money for that that is true that so. is true yeah uh, you'll just have to wait uh, until Nancy Pelosi uh, signs off on it yes yeah <laughs> because we're not going to come back to the negotiating table until you're willing to spend Two trillion dollars. Right, I think it's up to eighty-five trillion now. Yes, yeah. so it's unbelievable, yeah. man. Trump wants eighty-four, but the Democrats want eighty-five. So you know, obviously, they're they're quite a ways apart. Oh, one's draconian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, eighty-four uh, trillion is fine, but eighty-five could bankrupt us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Eighty-five is okay, but eighty-four is draconian. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, whichever I, way you want to look at that it. kind of cut, the American people just cannot stand. Can't that, afford. Can't afford. Can, it. We can't afford that kind of cut. Yeah. In in <laughs> you hate grandma and want her to die exactly. if you you're don't killing grandma spend. if you don't want to spend that extra trillion dollars. Yes. On top of the you know uh, what eight trillion we've already spent so far. Same person. Yeah, it is. It is. I feel insane watching it because it's you like. You got to vote for X to save the country. Really? <laughs> We're really? screwed. We're screwed. Yeah, I know. Okay, so last night I was driving around last night, and you know that it's getting closer to the vote because mm-hmm. there are more sine waves that are going on. Yeah. So I was heading, I was in Spring Hill <laughs> heading south, and on Spring Hill and 19, and then again on Main Street and 19. So one was in Spring Hill, one was in Newport Ritchie. Right. There were huge huge Trump sine waves that were going on. Yeah. I didn't see any Biden sine waves or any Black Lives Matter or anything like that, at least not in that area. Now, during the middle of the week, I actually saw a Black Lives Matter protest in downtown Tampa as I was driving by, but it was kind of like, you know how sometimes you're driving like on, um, what's the name of that road? 
Taylor Jefferson, not Jefferson, but uh, no idea. And it's Jackson, irre- Jackson, Jackson, okay. irrelevant. But it was like a block off. Taylor of, Jefferson Jackson. You were going through all the old presidents. Yeah, yeah, because it was an old president <laughs> name. That's what I remembered. Right, that's funny. So I, I'm going through, and I and I, I you know, somebody I, I was driving by, and I saw a, a group of people protesting in the in the distance, like in between a couple of the streets and stuff like that. Right. So it's just funny that you're seeing all this stuff ramp up. Yeah. But yeah. the first thing that you know, I we Don and I walked out to the end of Honeymoon Island on uh, uh, last Sunday. You know. Went out to the beach and all that, and, and there were a ton of boats out there. And I can't tell you how many boats I saw with Trump flags. Yeah, that's a thing. Well, I think I wonder if they had one of those boat parades, and then uh, you know, it's the, after it broke up, they all just went off to Three Rooker and Honeymoon Island and stuff like that. That probably what it was, I'm guessing. Could but be. There, there seemed to be a lot of boats with Trump flags. It's like, are you, are you kidding me? Really? There's yeah. a lot. Hey, let's take the boat out and let's have this, you know, 65 square foot flag flying from the back of our 16 foot boat. Oh. You know, it's <laughs> just weird. Um, and then also, you, I am starting to now see some Biden flags. Yeah, Very it, few and far between. I, I hate that we now live in a world where presidents have flags. I mean, that, to me, that's just, that's insane demagoguery. <sighs> yes. You know what yes, I'm saying? It is. No, yes, it is. I it mean, totally is. You know, it, it, where were the, the flags for, I don't know, Carter? <laughs> Where were the Nixon flags, you know, the the George H.W. Bush flags? Well, you know, here's the thing is that having yard signs or buttons or bumper stickers or T-shirts are all different ways to advertise. And all this is is a new way to do well, it. Hang on a second. All those things used to just pop up around election time. OK, now the flags are like a symbol of a. a for me, it's 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 like a cult, really. You know, for me, it's 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 a religious in its nature, or at least nationalistic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, I, I get it. You know, during an election, campaigns print, and again, it's campaigns doing it for the most part. Print materials. And they give them away to supporters, and those supporters display them either as a button or a yeah. a yard sign or a T-shirt or something yeah, like that. but that's not happening with Trump. That's always happened around election time. But what's happening with Trump now is these people, there are literal stores selling this merchandise. On the side of the road. Even brick-and-mortar stores. Oh, you know? I've never seen. Well, I guess I've seen one brick and mortar. I've store seen one. Uh, yeah, in I, Spring Hill. In Spring Hill. That's the one I'm yeah, talking about. It's called Trump Country. It's off of uh, it's off of 19. Exactly. Yeah. And so there, there's it's a, a flea market, technically, but I, well, still, it's a building. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Um, but the, the point is, is, is that's never existed before where year round and not during election years, there were people buying merchandise for a president. I, it just never happened. So it, it makes me wonder if this is just the next stage. I mean, is is every president now going to have this or is this, you know, hopefully this is just some, you know, passing bizarre footnote in American history and it goes away. I don't think it is though. I think this is, this is the next phase of idiocracy. This is the next phase in our, you know, turning presidents and, and government officials into gods, even more so than we've done in the past. Okay. I think that it's possible that this will go away with Trump because of a unique president kind of president that he is and let me explain why i'm saying it this way so i looked at the crowds for those two um 
flag wavings or sign wavings that were going on Friday for Trump's thing. And with a discerning eye, not to act arrogant about it, but I have a discerning eye as to what kind of people are actually doing the sign waving. That if they are politicos, if they are, you know, rec members, if they are part of the political establishment people that are that are going to be out there no matter who the candidate was. Right. Or if they are regular Joe people that are just out there because they support this president. Right. Right. And what I have what I've made the determination of is that and again, I didn't ask any of these people. I didn't stop to ask them. I kind of wish I would have, but I didn't. I would say that most of those people probably have never been involved in politics right. in their life. Yeah. And that they are so enamored by this president and also so scared of what the other side is bringing to the table and so believing in just inaccurate statements about Trump that they are going out there and and, and out there sign waving and flying waving what, for Trump. What you just described, and I, I believe I believe you 100% that your analysis is correct, that these are just regular people that are were not necessarily really political before. Uh, in fact, in Hernando or Pasco County, if they were like involved in the Republican Party, you would have known them. You probably would have recognized some of them. I could have recognized some of them. And yeah, just you could tell that they weren't the normal. But he, here's the point. Think about what you just said. Okay. Um, they were enamored with this individual. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they were afraid of the consequences if this individual didn't prevail. That's right. Okay. That, by definition, is pretty much every religion on the planet. <laughs> yeah, I guess you got a point. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. The the fear of the consequences of not believing in the individual they believe in is the the summation of every major religion. Yeah. So by that, um, it goes to show you that that what we are seeing is the transformation of politics in America to a a, a combination of nas- nationalism and religion. Yeah, but okay. it, it, it truly is. I, I'm telling you, it's this is from an outside perspective. This is what I see, and I say that as someone who has been. Uh, you know, is a religious individual. I, you know, I'm a born again Christian, Ma'am. and someone who is also uh, been deeply involved in politics. I've seen it from both sides, and this is the only conclusion you can make with the Trump phenomenon. And I think that it's not just about Trump; it will be about whomever the next one in line is too. That is where you're going to have to see of whether this dies it's, with Trump or not. It started with Obama. Well, be, so, yeah, because the Republicans were jealous, not angry. I mean, we talked about this before. But. I understand that. But my, my point is, is this a progression? So it started with Obama, with the posters and the change and the, the colorized and the, you know, <coughs> essentially turning Obama's face into an icon of itself. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. You're so, it, so it started there. Now it's gotten worse with Trump. And the only place that it can go is further down that road. Yeah. Well, and, now, in all fairness, in all fairness, during Ron Paul's run, there was a lot of things like that, not to that same degree, and yeah. but there was a lot of things like that during Ron Paul's run as well. And remember how much I told you that freaked me out? Yes, yes, you did. Yes, yeah. you did. As a matter of fact, yes, you did. And that's why. Anytime you start uh, idolizing an individual, and when I say that, turning that individual into an idol, an icon, 
um, a, a demigod. You know, mm-hmm. that's what that's when all the problems begin. Because that's what happened with Hitler. That's what happened uh, with Stalin. That's what you know happened with Mao. That's what ha- happens with everyone named Kim in North Korea. Yeah, you know, um, and that's where you start to run into the problem when you start to to follow an individual on blind faith. Um, you've essentially lost a republic, and this republic is so far lost. It's yeah. it's completely irrecoverable now, in my now, in my view. Now, here's the thing, though, is that. The difference between like a Trump and an Obama and a Ron Paul is that Ron Paul was definitely much more of a humble human being that would frequently talk about how it's about the message, not about him. That is true. He, he very much tried to like he tried to fight it back, understanding that it was bad, but. He did. He often he often talked about the idolatry around him. Yeah. And he tried to say, well, no, that's you know, don't make it about me. And he he said that, you know, and so the other two embraced embraced that. Oh, yeah. And 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 exacerbated. Exacerbated. Yeah. That's yeah. That word. Yeah. They they both do that. I mean, don't get me wrong. The, 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 The the discussion as to who's more egotistical between Trump and Obama, I would argue that Trump is much more out outwardly egotistical and Obama is much more secretly egotistical. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, without cause, question. Because Obama really does think he's the second coming. Well, o- Obama is savvy enough to know when he needs to play humble. Yes. And you know, Trump is too much. Is is He just, yeah, he doesn't care. He's, he's he doesn't give a, a shit. He's such a narcissist that he, he, he lacks empathy for anyone, so he can't even yeah. conceptualize it. Which is the reason why I don't think he's racist, by the way. Well. <laughs> like, that's the thing. Like, because he's such an arrogant person... Um, I get his pathology is so far beyond that that it doesn't even matter. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know what I'm saying, like, <laughs> right. So, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's like the thing with na- okay. So they pick Kamala Harris this week, and he comes out and calls Kamala Harris nasty, right? Right. And they're like, well, he's picking on her because she's a woman, and that's why. Do you know how many different things that motherfucker calls nasty? Like he, it's one of the seven words in his in his lexicon. Like, right. Like it's, he calls everything nasty. Yeah. So you can't take if you if you call everything Nancy uh, nasty, you can't just pick and choose, right? The stuff and go. Well, he's racist because he said. Well, he's saying it. Like you'll show that he actually says it to everybody. Like I've seen articles that were written about calling him racist but saying in the article he says this to everybody but by saying it to her she's racist or he's racist well we uh at least we know that that joe biden is not racist because he picked well and and actually maybe he is because he picked the least black woman of all the black women that he absolutely had to pick from yeah Yeah. So so hang on a second. He he wasn't racist because he was absolutely only going to pick a black woman for vice president. So, of course, that's not racist. Yeah. Only choosing someone by the color of their skin and their gender. So that's not at all racist or sexist that you're absolutely only going to pick a certain color person and a certain gender person. Yes. Not racist at all. But what is racist is the fact that he picked the least black woman out of all of them. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. she's not even all the way. Like, she's half Jamaican, half, like, Indian or something or right. Asian or something. Yeah, exactly. Now, okay. Now, I wanted to say this, by the way. So you have these Black Lives Matter protests going all across the country right now, right? You have all these progressives that are trying to really clamp down on, you know, changing the Democrat Party and you know, really moving forward towards progressive ideas and defunding the police and all this other stuff, right? Right. 
And who do the Democrats nominate? Like, first off, (laughs) you have Joe Biden, who's responsible for laws that were passed that incarcerated black people at a much higher rate in the 90s than anybody. One of the reasons you have this. Wait wait a second. The the guy who said that he wanted to hold off on uh, desegregation of the schools, integration of the schools. Yeah. Um, because he didn't want his kids going to a racial jungle. Yes. <laughs> like, Joe Biden right. is racist. Yeah. yeah. And who does he's he... like one step below? Uh, who is the, the senator that was in there? Bird. Yeah. He's, he's like he's like one step below bird on the he was in scale. The office with bird. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, again, hold on. That and that doesn't mean anything other than he was right. just there he, for a long time, though. Yeah. But you were there so long, though, that you were there when bird was there. They voted as a pact. Yeah. Yeah. And who does he pick for his VP candidate in the time frame where we're trying to defund the police, where they're trying to let people go and all this other stuff. You pick a former state attorney general who was a prosecutor and a cop and a cop who was hold on. There is people in jail right now that are innocent because Kamala Harris did anything she needed to do in order to make sure those people stayed in jail. She withheld evidence. On people who were in jail and died in prison because she withheld evidence. Yeah. And it only came out after the fact. Yeah. She has prosecuted (laughs) more people for victimless crimes. Well, you know, than who knows what. Literally, somewhere in the neighborhood of, of, uh, what did they say, 1,500 people Mm -hmm. are in jail because she prosecuted them for victimless crimes. And then when asked about all the people, and specifically for uh, marijuana possession Mm -hmm. and and, uh, dealing with marijuana... Um, and when asked about it, she says, well, you know, I used to smoke pot in, in college with uh, Snoop and Tupac. She went to college before they even came out. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. Total lie. Total So uh, literally the only thing, the only thing that anyone who supports BLM and the objectives of BLM can point to is that she's half Jamaican. Yeah. Everything else, she is like the antithesis of what they stand for. She's a cop. She's a prosecutor. She puts people in jail and supports cops who, who uh, you know, and that's another thing. She supported law enforcement who engaged in police brutality. Yeah. You know, she she stood up for them. I mean, so literally She's part of the system that you're claiming was board. racist. Yeah. Across the board. She is like the total antithesis of BLM. Yeah. And everyone's like, yeah, all right, we're going to have a black woman president because everybody knows that Joe Biden has got maybe a year. Yeah. You know, he's either dead or they're just going to have to, you know, say, Joe, uh, come on, we're going to we're going to take you out of here. We're going to take you to a nice place with, you know, real friendly people. And you're just going to live out your years there. Yeah. Because the guy is just so close to senility right now. It's not even funny. That's the other thing is that you are they nominated a guy that can't really put a couple sentences together. No, really. No. Like, I can't wait for these debates, by the way. Like, this is really going to be funny. I still think Trump's going to win, by the way. I I even now you're probably Trump's going to win. You're you're probably right. He doesn't deserve to win, by the way. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. And it doesn't. Honestly, it doesn't matter who does. (laughs) No. And here's the thing. No matter who wins. This country is going to get what it deserves. Right. Because the fact is, is that if you're going to call people crazy for either a not wanting to vote for either one of these asshats. Right. Or two, voting for somebody like Joe Jorgensen or something like that. Like if you are un, if you if you think that the third party vote right now is crazy, you need to have your head examined because the real crazy person is you for thinking 
at all of voting for either one of these people. I would argue that you're crazy if you're voting at all. You know what? Period. I can't. I'm, I'm not really going to have a good ar- opportunity to argue with you about this. But what I will say is this. I, it's just it's amazing that this is where we're at right now though. well here's you know there's a very good possibility that like we said there it's possible that joe biden could win the election and it's probable that if he does he's not going to serve out he probably won't serve out one term he's definitely not going to serve out two terms oh, so he's already said he's only going to do one term well essentially that'll put us in a position where we're going to have a black female president okay um and Kamala Harris. Well, I mean, that's true. I, here's okay. the thing. I don't give a crap about her skin color. No, no, no. I give a crap about what her policy is. Here's are. what I'm saying, though, is regardless, that is going to put us in a situ- situation where we will have had, uh, you know, out of the last four presidents, two of them will have been uh, black and racism will have never been worse in this country. Which is weird. I know. I know. It's like, why is this happening? It, it makes no sense to me. Well, you know... Let me tell you it's why. like we're looking at the wrong things and the, the wrong things that we're looking at is skin color. And the, the thing we should be looking at is power and that government has too much of it and we need to take it away. Yeah. You know, and that's really what it boils down to, because all this is about government power without the government power. All these things, you know, th- that people are complaining about and people are rioting about goes away. OK, here's the thing. The people that are getting riled up. That are like part of the Black Lives Matter group or the people that are, are are looking at that issue as a problem. And the people that are against that, that say, screw those people and, you know, what are they doing? And there's no, you know, equality is, you know, everybody's equal now and all this other kind of stuff. I think what they're all missing, what everyone here is missing is the people that are riling you up to go out and protest aren't trying to fix any of the problems because if they were, then the last two people that they would pick to try to fix the problem is a guy that's been in office since the seventies and a freaking prosecutor. Again, you, you, you hold on, go ahead. hold on. Let me finish because at the end of the day, they're pointing to those people. The people that are in the lead, the people that take leadership positions around there are being like, well, we got to vote for them. We got to vote for them. We got to vote for them. Trump's the bad guy. Trump's the bad guy. Don't get me wrong. Trump's got no answers for you either. I'm not saying he does, but these people don't have any answers for you. And as soon as the election's over with, then it's going to go back to the same problems that you had before. And they're not going to fix anything because they're using you and using the problems that you're having, the legitimate issues that you have with government. They're using those in order to get people elected. Who is they? Okay. Who's they? They is the media. That is totally in the bag for what they're for they're doing to foment all this. And I'm glad you brought it up this way. The media is doing it in order to foment. Maybe they're not doing it for this reason, but it is fomenting outrage and um, uh, uh, strife and anger across the country. I don't know how you say it's not fomenting. They all these things. are, but there's no. Here's the thing. You keep saying they're using the media. There is no they. The media is a mirror. That's what the media is today. The media is a mirror that you hold up to your own face and it shows you what you want to see. That is all it is. So if the if the media is riling people up, it's doing it because that's what the people demand. The media is thrives on one thing. Viewership ratings, you know, uh, uh, circulation. So 
what they are going to do, they are going to print the information that people want to accept. No, because that, they don't no, that is not they true. They are lying. They are. But, of course so they you, are. So people want to be lied to. Yes. Yes. I mean, I don't agree with that. That is the biggest problem that we face as a country. People are stupid. People are cowards. And people want their own opinions reinforced. They don't care about the truth at all. And that's what the media is giving. This, there is no... Here's what I've learned in all my years of, of researching and studying and observing the world around me. There is no grand conspiracy. People are stupid. People are ignorant. People are afraid. And the media just gives them what they want. Why do you think that Fox and MSNBC are so wildly different? Is it because the, you know, the, the people, you know, are like... Fox is all controlled by Republicans and it's, you know, they're getting their marching orders from the top and MSNBC is all controlled by liberals and they're getting their marching orders from the Trump. That may be partially true, but the reality of the situation is they are both for-profit corporations providing a product that the consumer wants. And that's real. No, no, that's the bottom line. Let's, let's give an example of that. Okay. An example of that reality is the, the five-year-old, uh, what's his name? Cannon Hinnant, uh, who was murdered by a black man. Uh, the black man's name, he was 25-year-old. Uh, uh, it was uh, Darius Sessoms. Anyway, people are saying out there that why aren't people protesting over this? Why aren't people rioting over this? Okay, And they're saying the media is not covering it. Well, the media is covering it. It's all over the place. This story was on CNN. It was in the New York Times. It was in the Washington Post. It was in the, the Boston Globe. It was on, you know, all kinds of networks. It's all over the place. But people who have an agenda want to believe that the media is not covering it. So they're ignoring the fact that the media is covering it everywhere because it doesn't fit with their narrative. It's like I've had this argument with several people on social media today, people saying the media is not covering the story. And I literally within 10 seconds of Googling it was able to pull up a story from The New York Times, The Washington Post and CNN and post. It. And there it is there. The media is clearly covering the story. But the fact that those people don't want to know that means that they will go to great lengths to avoid that information. It's the same reason that we have media providing people with what they want to hear. And when that happens, those those fringe views get reinforced and reinforced and reinforced and reinforced yeah. until now you can live in your own bubble. Well, and it creates a snowball effect where the the two sides are so divided. And that's why we live in a world today where. You know, there, there's so much separation between black and white. There's so much separation between Republicans and Democrats. There's so much separation between any two groups that you want to put together because they're getting their information reinforced. They're getting their own biases reinforced from people who have an, a, a, a financial incentive to reinforce those opinions. But there's no grand conspiracy. There's no they doing it. It's just the nature of the beast. It's it's supply and demand. It's literal economics driving this divide in our, our country right okay, now. Okay, hold on. You and again, you 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 let me see if I can make sure I say this the correct way to you. I think in some ways you are putting up a straw man when you're when you're going against what I'm saying. 
because I'm not saying that there's one person that's in control of all of this stuff. When I mean they in the media, I don't mean that they as in there's somebody telling them necessarily what to do, but they're all on the same page working towards the same goal and they're doing it in concert with what their agenda is in this election cycle, which would be to get Democrats elected into office. <laughs> oh, really? That's just what it is right that, now. That, that's what uh, hey, new, look, that's get, what News Corp is doing? No, 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 no. Well, I mean, I'm not saying that they're, again, I'm talking, if you look at CNN, if you look at, look, they are they are outwardly lying about issues okay. in order to drive an agenda. Here's the thing, though. If there weren't millions of people who wanted to hear that, none of them would be in business. I'm not saying that's not, here's the thing. I'm not saying itself it's not even true, but people don't want, I mean, I guess people do want to be lied to in some aspects. They totally do. But, but to be so, like, here's the thing, and, and this gets into the other part of the story. Um, there is a, there is a article that just came out or uh, the CDC just came out with a report talked about how the mental toll, the mental health of Americans is deteriorating yeah, it is. because of the coronavirus, but it has nothing to do with the coronavirus. It's not like right. you didn't get the coronavirus and all of a sudden now you have mental problems. You right. know what I'm saying this isn't about people that are getting the coronavirus. This is people that are watching what's going on in their country and that with lockdowns and with taking away people's ability to converse with one another, you know, one on one and human like the, the lack of human contact is causing this country to lose its collective mind. Well, and not to mention the the rampant unemployment, the people who are about to get, you know, evicted or foreclosed on. And that's all causing a, a dramatic toll. Yeah. Yeah. So more than 40 percent of respondents who completed the survey during June report an adverse mental or behavioral health condition and 11% reported having seriously considered suicide in the 30 days prior. Like that is probably like for the people that are pro lockdown. Right. Do you understand that this is partly your fault? Yeah. I mean, not your, I mean, no, you're responsible. It, yeah. This, but this is, but that's only part of it though, because what happened. If hap- you were one of the people, if you were out there, one of the people out there telling your government officials, shut it down, shut it down. What are you doing? Shut it down. Lock it down. If yeah, you're absolutely responsible. And everyone who commits suicide because their business got uh, shut down or, you know, they lost their job, lost their home. Um, they couldn't, you know, see their family members in the hospital. Yeah. You're responsible for all those suicides. You're responsible for all that depression. It, it, yeah. It's your fault. So, yeah, I do blame the people who are, you know, uh, fighting for the lockdown. So if you look at this, like if you if you see what's going on with people right now and realize that part of it is the lockdowns themselves. The other part of it is you have a media operation right now that's going on that is so concerned about making sure that your eyes are glued to their product that they are willing to not give you any of the good news, not give you any of the accurate information about this virus that are only there to scare the piss out of you and that you have people in political positions that are lying to people. Like Fauci has lied. Yeah, repeatedly. Trump lied. You know, Obama's lie. And now Obama, well, Obama's lied too, but that's, again, a different story for a different day. But all these people have lied about this in order to foment more fear amongst the population so much so that it's, it's like of, of, of under 30 year olds, 25% of them have seriously contemplated suicide right now. Oh, I'm sorry. 
More than 20% of essential workers reported suicidal thoughts. More than half of essential workers reported at least one adverse mental or behavioral health symptoms. And 22% reported suicidal thoughts, symptoms of a COVID-related trauma, and stressor-related disorder and increased substance abuse were more prevalent among essential workers than non-essential workers. Like, the politics of division, which is what we're currently dealing with right now, from both sides. Right. This is the... I don't even want to say unintended consequence anymore because I feel like it's almost done on purpose. Like, again, maybe not on purpose, but they're recognizing that it's happening and they're still doing it. That is true. Yeah. The, yeah. This, so it, I guess at that point you can say it is intended. I mean, you know, it, but it's I, I don't think it's an organized. Uh, I agree with you. Cohesive. There. No, no, I yeah. agree with you there. Yeah, it, it's not. It's not. You have an ideological battle in this country between people that are that want bigger government, that want more control from the government level against people that, well, fuck, the people that don't want government control aren't in charge of anything. No, um, no. So you We've have, lost. You have, you have two different competing sides of whether it's going to be, you know, nationalistic or socialistic or however you want to look at it. Either way, we're fucked. Right. Which, yeah, it's which brand of totalitarianism do you get? You know? It's really what it boils down to. And to see... To see what's going on, and even in this one, they were like, you know, the percentage of Hispanic and black residents who seriously consider suicide are higher than whites. Like, again, even with this, they try to fucking put race in it, too. I know. Like, but here's the thing, though. I don't want anybody to feel like, th- feel like this, and we're having everyone feel like this. But the thing is this, though. When you look at the percentage of respondents who are having serious considered suicide was higher among Hispanics at 18% than blacks at 15 and whites at 79 this is not a racial problem. It's a socioeconomic one because right. it's poor people that are feeling the effects of this, of the lockdowns much more than rich people. Rich people can, they have enough extra money. They can stay in their homes. They can do this and this and this poor people on the other hand have to go to work because they need money. Yeah. And, and, and as, as Joe Biden says, poor people are just as, as good as white people. Yeah. So racist ass Biden. <laughs> right. So if you look at this, that's going on right now, they have caused these lockdowns. And that in order to hide the culpability of government or, or, or to, it, you're not, you're blaming, when you blame systemic racism, you're blaming the wrong thing. Right. You're blaming, like, you're avoiding the government caused the problem to begin with at every level. Like, government failed us, failed this country at every level. All of them, Democrats, Republicans, this was used, this issue in the beginning of the pandemic was used as a wedge issue before where you had Pelosi and them going out there saying, we need to go, you know, go, go to the Chinese restaurants, go do this, go do this, go do this in the beginning of this pandemic when when Trump tried to, you know, close down uh, travel from to, to Wuhan. However, Trump didn't handle it good either because the playbook that they had up there in order to do the one thing that government could do, which was to deal with a pandemic, if you wanted them to do something like that, even though it's proven right now that they can't do any of this shit, like it's everybody's fault. Not to mention they stopped companies in the beginning from making the ability to test because it wasn't going through the proper FDA procedure. You know what I mean? The government has done more to be in the way of this than they have to help any of this stuff. You know, it's like Harry Brown. Government breaks both your legs, hangs some crutches, and wants to be thanked because now you can walk around with the crutches. Exactly. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. It's it's until people start understanding that um, Donald Trump and Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and, you know, uh, pick anyone you want um, are all in it for their own self-interest. They don't give a shit about you. They're liars, and they're not all that bright. 
the sooner you realize that, the better. Because yeah. there, there's there's no left right. There's no the Republicans aren't going to fix it. The Democrats aren't going to fix it because they don't care to. You know what I'm saying? It's no, not in their interest to fix yeah, it. Yeah, they have no. Yeah, exactly. They have uh, financial and personal interests in not fixing it. Yeah, look, it's it's also why <laughs> it's also why at a time frame in which we are the most tolerant and racially diverse country that we've ever been, that we now have riots in the streets causing racial division because those that profit off of that realize that this is almost done and that they needed they needed to exacerbate this situation in order to continue and foment uh, racial I, I, again i think that probably happened more organically than you are given credit for it's here's the thing it's possible but you don't let a good crisis go to waste oh no 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 that, yeah once it starts to happen that, that's the thing do those in power potentially do things to uh, exacerbate it? Mm -hmm. um, yes. Do they use any situation to their benefit, um, you know, to capitalize on it? Uh, don't let a good crisis go to waste. Yeah, they do. But the root cause was, I do believe, systemic racism in law enforcement agencies across this country. And and not just that police brutality in general. And enforcing bad laws, like you always like to say, yeah. en enforcing victimless crime. All those things create a cauldron of, you know, uh, discontent among people. Yeah. And more discontent among socioeconomically disadvantaged people and, by proxy, black people. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So, so it all has a natural, you know... Uh, it's clear that if you look at the symptoms and the cause and the reaction to it all, it's clear that it was going to happen anyway. But you're right in the fact that you're saying these people in power are definitely taking advantage of it for their own personal gain. And not fixing it when they're in charge to do so. Because they have no incentive to fix it. Because where, where do these where do these – look – this whole George Floyd thing didn't happen in fucking Alabama. And Well, and I think also part of it is they're afraid – to address a lot of it as well because this is a dangerous mo a dangerous moment right now i mean we if things go the wrong way um we will have uh you know uh, government buildings burning and people you know uh, shooting in the streets god i can only hope um but uh you know so that is something that they're also afraid of so they're they're dancing that tightrope between you know how can we shut them up how can we keep them riled up without getting them too riled up because riled up is good for us. But if it goes, if it, if it boils over, we're dead. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So they're, they're walking that tightrope right now and that's what you see going on. Yeah. But what they're doing is, is that they're the cost of these actions. Oh God. Yeah. Is the cost. I'm not even talking about the financial cost, right? I'm talking about the, the suicide cost. cost. Yeah. I'm talking about the pain and the suffering cost of your average citizen. Right. Look, and again, we might get into this more in the second hour, and I'm definitely going to get into this today, though. But and maybe I'll just get into it in this hour. But look, when I got um, when I got a, a Legionnaire's pneumonia, one of the side effects of Legionnaire's pneumonia was 18 months of depression. Right. I have been dealing with this for it's been a year now. I got six more months. Hopefully, it ends in 18 months. But the last month, it's gotten way worse. Yeah. Now, let me just say this. Thank God, 
I have had no suicidal thoughts whatsoever that has not entered my mind. Now, maybe it's because I'm arrogant or whatever. Yeah, but that's, short, that's good. But short of that, everything that made me me isn't really there anymore. And that has been very painful to deal with. It's been it's been really, really painful to deal with. And it's very it's very difficult. Like I'm having a very difficult time right now. I'm working through it, but I've had a very difficult time in doing that. But I only bring this up to say to anybody that's listening, if you are dealing with the kind of uh, depression or mental issues that you're having right now, realize that like, see how I'm going to say this the right way. You're not alone. It's not just you. You're not broken per se. That just keep one foot in front of the other. Just try to make it through each day. And that just try to be nice to other people if you can be. But do it more for yourself than for other people. Because right now, and again, just my opinion. There is a, an, not coordinated effort, but the media and other entities are on overdrive on the politics of division, and they give no shits about how it's going to affect your mental health. Right. But other people do care, and that there is a lot of caring out there, and that you look for the good in that and keep your, you know, one foot in front of the other, keep your head down, and just move forward. And we will get through all of this, but don't let this be the thing. Like, don't, don't look for a permanent solution for a temporary problem. And that's what I would like to make sure. Because when you see, like, when I read the article that I read for USA Today about the, the mental problems, like, I think about, like, how much, how much worse other people have it right now. And like, I don't want people to die to kill themselves or to be in this kind of mental state because of what these just fucking scumbags are doing to this country right now. Like, you know, they always talk about somebody needs to be a unifying force and all this other kind of stuff. None of these people want to unify. None of them do. Yeah. And I, I, one of the things that really like one of the things that pisses me off the most about fucking Trump is that. At every opportunity that this guy could act like a fucking human and to be like nice and it seems like every opportunity he just he does something stupid and he acts like an asshole and then all the people that support him also act like assholes and that they just do shit to be like dicks on purpose and it's like why would you want to do that and then you look at the other side and they're doing the same fucking thing right. And but they'll talk about we need a unifying like you're running on the unifying thing as you're being non-unifying like fuck all of you people you all they're you they are stepping on the psyche of this country and they don't give a fuck about it and I think that when you see articles like this and you see that there are now statistics and numbers that you can show that that people are hurting and you still refuse to do anything about it. Fuck you, man. Seriously, you are. It's horrible what you're doing right now. Right. Right. And one of the biggest problems, I think, is the fact that we we are being prevented from uh, being 
amongst one another because that's one of the things that uh, you know we've known for a long time is that when you're isolated from people and your only form of communication is through a stupid screen um, you're much more aggressive towards others you're much more um, you know mean everybody's mean to each other you know what I'm saying uh, if you have to look someone in the eye you're much more empathetic you're much more compassionate you're much more likely to look for common ground um, so this isolation has kind of doubled down on making turning us all into assholes. Yeah. You know, because the only way we have to communicate is through a format that makes uh, being an asshole that much easier. You know, yeah. so it's it's the, the sooner that we can get over this, uh, you know, the, this quarantine lockdown, this whole, you know, uh, you know, let hide our faces thing. Uh, the better we need to open this country back up and we need to open it back up right now and for, honestly for the mental stability of the people in this country it needs to open up right away and honestly we're, we we need to acknowledge that our the government actions and the things that we're doing to ourselves are far 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 more damaging than anything this virus has done that's right you know th this virus has killed a couple hundred thousand old people that were going to die anyway and that is the reality of the situation as heartless as that may sound that's what's happened yeah. Period. End of story. The average age of death from this virus is still right around 78, 80 years old. It's in that range. Yeah. You know, so, folks, this is we need to realize that we were sold some bullshit. We got all worked up over nothing and we need to knock it off because now it's having real consequences and it's going to have an, a, an emotional toll. It's going to have a, a psychological toll. Um, and it's going to have a, uh, a a huge financial toll. Yeah, and, and it's that, already happening. And and the thing is this, like, and again, I'm not in favor necessarily of government bailouts, but at the same time, if you are playing with the market and playing with the economy in a way in which you had the benefits going on, then you cut them all off, then you you know decide to go home instead of inking another deal. Right. Don't get me wrong, you're just blowing more money at this point. But you're what you're going to cause though is this. You know, this you're going to cause more pain and more suffering because of the because of the dysfunction that we have as a government right now. We are causing, and this is another reason why you don't want a big government. You don't want a big government because you do you do not want these people in government to have that kind of power over the lives of the American public. Well, that's the thing. The government broke our legs, and now they're arguing whether to give us crutches or a wheelchair. Yeah. Meanwhile, you know, but meanwhile, they're going to hold both of them back right. and leave you on the ground yeah. with broken legs and being like, well, how come you can't just get up and, and then act like they're heroes? Yeah. And then, yeah. yeah. And then it's act like, like they're you heroes. did this to us. Yes. It's your fault. <laughs> right. Like every time I hear about, well, the coronavirus caused the economy. No, 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 no. The coronavirus didn't cause this. It's the response of our stupid government from the coronavirus. Now, the thing right. was this and the thing was like, and I, I look, I put this, I put this article up this week on, on Facebook and it was about the Florida sheriff that orders the deputies not and staff not to wear face masks. Marion County. So in Marion County, the idiot, idiot. Or Ocala, rather. Yeah, Ocala. Well, Marion County. Yeah. Marion County's the sheriff there ordered people to not wear face masks. Right. And ordered people to not even people that walk into their building. They have to take the face masks off when they're walking into the building. Yeah. Now, see, that is that's stupid, too. You know, stop. Stop forcing people to do or not do something. Just stop forcing people. Period. Period. You don't need to add anything to that. If someone is concerned 
and wants to wear a mask or maybe they're immune compromised and they don't want to get fine let them wear the mask let them wear a whole face shield mask, whatever you know what if that's what they want to do don't force them not to wear a mask but by the same token if a healthy person has no reason to be concerned about anything and they don't feel like wearing a mask don't force them to wear a mask it's it's don't force people to do things yes period yes you know how I mean, I don't it, it doesn't get any simpler than that it, it really doesn't so I put this post up and I'm like look people would say because when you say that I don't want you to make a law forcing you to wear a mask then they'll automatically assume that you would be okay with them making a law about about not wearing a mask right I'm not okay with it either no. way right because you and this is so many times why people misunderstand and I don't want to see overall libertarianism, but don't understand what it really means to live in a free society Right, is the choice part. Yeah. Look, there is scientific evidence that you can point to that says masks are effective. There is scientific evidence that you can point to to say masks are not effective. So at a minimum, it's inconclusive, but it's possible, which means look at the information for yourself well, I, and make a determination. I take it from a completely different aspect. Um, me personally, I think masks probably are somewhat effective in preventing the spread of a virus. It just makes sense. It could okay. be. It, it, I, I think they are somewhat effective. They may not be as effective as people are saying they are, or they may be more effective than people are saying. I don't know. But here's my position. I am so unconcerned about the virus because of the information I've actually found from real government resources and things like that, I've made the determination that as a healthy 50-year-old man, I should not really be concerned about catching coronavirus. Therefore, I am willing to take that personal risk to avoid the in, the personal inconvenience of wearing a mask. Yeah. I don't want to wear a mask, and I don't think of the risk. I've made a personal risk-reward analysis. It's my personal view. I don't care what you do. That's your business. If you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. If you don't want to wear a mask, don't wear a mask. By the same token, I believe that a, a, a private business can say everyone who comes in here has to wear a mask. If they said everyone who comes in here has to wear a fucking ballet uh, slippers and a tutu, then yeah, they have the right to do that. I also have the right not to go in that store. It's all about personal choice. Yeah. And if you're that afraid... Don't force other people to do things. Take precautions for yourself. You are responsible for yourself, but you have no authority to force that responsibility onto someone else. Yeah. Period. End of story. And in, Now, in that same thread, there are people that I do respect that were that believed in believed in libertarianism. But this is now um, this a pandemic has. Um, uh, put holes in the philosophy as far as they're concerned. Right. And one of the major holes that they're talking about is how your actions affect other people. That if you are sick and you're going out into the general public, that you would cough on somebody else and then get them sick as well. And that you would be spreading the virus to those people. And that that's why the government needs to make rules in if order to that, stop that. If that is a concern of yours, if that is something that you are afraid of, then it is beholden upon you to take precautionary uh, measures to that effect. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Th and that's it's the, the thing. same reason that you feel like you need to carry a gun. Yeah. You know, yeah. protect yourself. But here's the thing though. And here's the other part of it. If you feel this way about this pandemic, did you feel that way about the flu? Right. Because I, here's the thing. 
There are people that die of the flu. There are people that die of the common cold, for Pete's sake. Right. I mean, it's very, very few and very far between. And even the flu, it's not a whole lot. But it's the same for this, for this, for the coronavirus as well. Right. Well, that's that's the underlying truth of all of this is in terms of pandemics, this is like so exceptionally mild um, that unless you're in the very high risk groups, which is, you know, people with compromised immune systems over 75, Mm -hmm. you shouldn't even worry about it. And that's that's the underlying factor that everyone seems to ignore in this. You know, it's it's just it's not that big a deal in general. Mm -hmm. It is not that big a threat. And that's what I'm making my analysis on. Now, having said that, if I saw that this was a highly contagious virus that had a let's say a 10 percent mortality rate amongst healthy people, I would probably go out in public wearing a mask. Hell, I might go out with a full full uh, gas mask. You see what I'm saying? Because that's a completely different risk analysis. But people should be able to make their own decisions based on their own evaluation of risk. And what they need to do that is real information. And unfortunately, like we were talking about before in the media, we don't have access to that anymore. They're not talking about the real information. Yeah. They're not bringing it up. Right. Because it doesn't fit the agenda. It, It doesn't fit what people want to hear. Well, I mean, I guess we could argue if that too. people if enough people wanted the real information, someone would be providing it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, the, the real information's out there. You can find it. Yeah. Yeah. But you have to really You'd fight. Really, for it. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. You really. I mean, do. I, I've, I've literally had to spend hours re- like downloading spreadsheet data and writing batch files and, and uh, macros in order to get to the information I was looking for. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it's crazy how far you have to go to get the information you're looking for. Oh, yeah. So now here's the other thing, though, is that and in, in, in the same thread that people were talking about, you really started to have a, 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 a lack of faith overall in humanity. I do. Yeah. In there. No, no. But let me just say this. People were self-isolating before the government mandates were coming out. Right. People were doing that ahead of time. Yeah, if they were concerned, right. If they were concerned, and people were concerned. Yeah. And so they already started, so you didn't need to make a law. Right. Like, you didn't need to close everybody down. Right. Because people were already doing it because this is where you should have some faith in humanity, that those that were concerned started doing it themselves. But then those who were concerned started wanting to pass laws for everybody else. They wanted to start forcing others to be as concerned as they were. And that's where the problem. That's where I disagree with you, by the way. Right there is where I disagree with you. Really? I let me say it a different way and see if you agree or disagree with this. Those that wanted to control others. Utilize the force of government and used the people that are scared as the justification for their actions. Well, it's kind of chicken or the egg, but yes, that is also true. The only question is, um, you know, which came first? The thing is this, though, like, and and I hate to go down this road. It may not be relevant. I hate to go down this road with it, but the majority of the people want the legalization of marijuana, and that hasn't happened yet, really. Like, like just because the people want it doesn't mean the government actually does it. Well, that's true. You know what I mean? Like, there's a whole lot of things that be, that on the, the the vast majority of people are okay with that the government doesn't do. But it all boils down to economic incentive because there's a, a major economic incentive um, for government agencies to keep marijuana illegal for things like, you know, fines. You, you have no idea the government 
how much money the government makes from fines, from asset forfeiture, um, from private prisons. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh yeah. Th- oh no. There's a whole. So so there's there's literally an, an entire industry built up around keeping pot illegal. Oh, and yeah. even even that though, it's fallen apart because you have state after state falling, and and within the next five to ten years. Pot's going to be completely legal across the U.S., period, end of story. So yeah. the, the answer to that is it may take time, but if the people want something, they're eventually going to get it. The problem yeah. is, is that often the people want the wrong things, and that is what happens. Eventually, eventually, the government always does what the people want, but what the people want is often a death sentence. Yeah. Now, let me also say this. <laughs> it's going to sound a little weird to say it this way, but if you follow me on Facebook or you anything like that, I will block people very, very quickly. <laughs> right. <laughs> you do. And there are many times in which I have been accused of that if you don't just agree with me, then I'm going to block you. And I want to show how that's not necessarily true. It all depends on if you're an asshole or not. It really does come down to that. Because in that same thread, there were people that were like, I don't agree with you, Alex, and here's why, and blah, 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 and I would engage in a back and forth. And then there were people that would be like, well, just, you know, you keep your mind out of your business, you don't worry about what we're doing up here in Ocala, or whatever, and act like an asshole. That one gets you, that one gets you taken out. Like, that one right there gets you taken out. The difference is, is that you can disagree without being disagreeable, but don't come on my shit and be disagreeable because if you do, I'm just going to get rid of you because I, I'm sick of dealing with the people that are just, that are assholes for the sake of being assholes. Well, that's me, dude. Yeah. But you somehow like it never affects you. I do it in a funny way. That's why that's the only Maybe reason. it's because of the yeah. humor. Yeah. So, but I just like, I, I looked at it and I'm just like, you because in the same thread, there's somebody that disagrees with me, but I'm having a back and forth with. It all boils down to respect. Yeah, yeah, it does. If someone offers you respect and say, I disagree with you, and let me tell you why. Yeah. Here's my position on the situation. Let's talk. Mm-hmm. You know, But if uh, someone comes out and says, you fucking asshole, you don't know what you're talking about. You know, it's, it's a different ballgame. Oh, yeah. Now, me personally, I love the latter. <laughs> yeah, I know you do. I do, because it really gives me the opportunity to, to not only fine-tune my position... But to tee it up, because I know that I can get certain reactions out of them. And I never, ever, ever get in an argument to influence the person I'm arguing with. I get in an argument to influence the people who are reading the argument between the two of us. Yes. And, and, and that I wish is the I was, sole purpose I wish it. I was better at that. I just am not. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it was just So funny. if you argue with me on Facebook, know that I'm only using you. <laughs> you are a useful idiot to me. You, know, you are a tool. I think a lot of the people that, that know that are, it was like, hold on, you put up that one post about um you did the one where you mimicked biden's statement about obama and used it on kamala harris oh, oh yeah yeah hang on i've got that let me uh that was actually I'm, I'm pretty proud of that one so let me uh let me find that you gotta this. find this one yeah because i really thought that it was very funny that somebody and, and the person never responded I mean, I'll leave his I'll, I'll leave his name out of yeah. it. But OK, yeah. So here here is my uh, comment. Joe Biden chooses clean, articulate running mate to become first female president when the 25th Amendment kicks in next spring. Quote, look, folks, she's not as diverse as a Latina, 
but she's just as bright as a poor kid, he stated. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously I'm I'm bashing the shit out of Joe Biden. With his own words. With his own words. And I, the funny thing is, is I and this happens a lot to me. I guarantee you that some of the people who like that post thought I was actually praising a, a Biden. Or thought it was like a, you know, it was something. Yeah. It was something good. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But somebody got on that thread, and I think that they were serious, were accusing you of being racist. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. And and here's the thing. If you don't know the context that you were actually talking about things that Biden said. That was Jim Tall, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like you think he'd know better like i'd love jim yeah but at the same time how do you not know like do you really think that adrian's being racist right now i, I he might have been being sarcastic it was but he never say. answered to whether he's being sarcastic I, I or not that's the part because i actually asked that question in the thread i'm like are you being sarcastic or are you like are you serious yeah. about this do you yeah. really think adrian like because now he, now here's the thing he did comment before where somebody's like Jim Tall, you know, Biden said it, and his response was, well, just because Biden said it doesn't mean you should say it, basically. Right. Like, that's, that was bad for, on him, too, but yeah. got back to more of you saying it. Well, you know, I I, I do things in a way that is, uh, you know, unless you understand that it's satire or sarcasm or tongue-in-cheek, you can easily misunderstand what I'm saying. So, yeah, you, you have to be you have to be at least fairly bright to get what I'm saying. And my my goal is to get a whole bunch of people who uh, aren't that bright <laughs> commenting on it because it just makes for entertainment for me. Yeah, you know that's oh, that's, yeah. that's that's a fun day for me. I guess it is a fun day for you. So. Yeah, yeah. But hey, we're out of time. What are we going to talk about in the second hour? Let's see what we got here. All right, so we are going to talk about the fans uh, attending an MLS game in Texas where they booed the players who were kneeling during the national anthem and all the stuff that came out with that. If murder hornets wasn't enough, we now have just storms that flatten you know, millions of uh, acre or thousands of acres. Of that was news to me. I didn't know that before I saw it on <laughs> Come there. Come on now. Yeah. Like if, if the world's not getting worse right now. That's a big we got story. That. Yeah. Um, we got the little brown girl um, cartoon that's all <laughs> pissing everybody off. Um, <laughs> a lot of know, good stuff. All kinds of stuff going on in the second hour. And, and Uber and, and Lyft about to get in the biggest fight with a state ever. And knowing us, if... Uh, you know, it, it, chances are we're not going to talk about any of that stuff. We're going to go in a complete different direction, and uh, we have no idea what we're actually going to say. Because, But if you want to hear what we may or may not say in the second hour, go to patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage. Sign up. Get a whole bunch of swag, including an autographed copy of my book, The Cassandra Trigger. We'll see you on the other side.